Hello there, and welcome back to the Fit Fizz podcast. Today, we are talking about some health symptoms that many, many people experience. And those two topics for today are inflammation and leaky gut. And as you can tell by their names, they are not very cute. (laughs) And this is one reason why we need to talk about them so you can stay cute. If you're new to the podcast, I'll make a brief introduction. I'm Kelly Wilson, owner of FitFizStudio.com, and I'm a personal trainer, nutrition coach, behavior change specialist, autoimmune disease fighter, and I have over 20 years of professional experience in this field. The information shared is for educational and informational purposes only. Although I do hold several certifications, I am not a doctor, so none of the contents should be interpreted as an intent to heal, diagnose, treat, cure or prescribe. And now that's that's out of the way, let's get on with the show. So inflammation, what comes to mind when you hear that word? Something red and throbbing and gross and uncomfortable? (laughs) Um, That's along the right, that's that's the right idea. Um, When I look at pictures of myself um, from up to probably like 10 years ago, I look at them and I see an inflamed person. I see it in my face, in my puffiness, in the color of my skin. And I had gained some weight and I thought that's all it was. And part of it, that it was in fact just some weight gain, but it was also inflammation. And I remember back then at different times um, saying things to my mom and my sisters that once in a while I thought I was experiencing lactose intolerance, which kind of runs in my family. And I'm not talking about just gas here and there, but much more serious levels of lactose intolerance where you have to run to the bathroom and you have stomach pains and other things like that. And eventually, by the time I realized I was dealing with autoimmune disease in 2017, it's because I had ignored a mountain of symptoms. But I didn't intentionally ignore them. I just didn't know they were something I should pay attention to. And I didn't know how much worse it could get. Um, Another sign of inflammation is something called edema, which is uh, usually swelling in the legs. If you've ever noticed that usually like below the knee, your calves or your ankles or your feet are swollen. And if you touch them, the skin kind of leaves a handprint for a quick second. If you if you kind of grab grab or push on the skin, it'll it'll change color a little bit. And then as soon as you let go, you'll see the blood flow back to the area. That's a sign of edema, which is a a sign of inflammation. Inflammation happens on a cellular level in the body. It's so microscopic that by the time you notice other symptoms happening, like skin irritation or digestive issues, things have already gotten really bad. By the time we notice it happening, the body is already screaming for help. This is why with food sensitivities, it's important to not think of having food sensitivities as a barter system of sorts. Um, Maybe you've had this conversation in your head or maybe you've heard it with friends and family, something to the effect of like, well, I really want this pasta, so it'll be worth feeling sick for a few hours afterwards. So that's the kind of barter system I'm talking about you should not be doing. Bartering, having, feeling sick in exchange for getting to enjoy the taste of food. 
certain foods that might affect you in a negative way. If improving your health is something that you really want to work on, then you have to stop thinking of that way, thinking of things that way if certain foods have a negative impact on your health or on your your digestion. Whether it's you or whether it's someone you share meals with, because the time frame around the damage and the time it takes for the damage to be get repaired runs so much deeper than you can physically feel. When it gets to be bad enough to a point where it's affecting you on a pretty regular basis, it's likely that you've already done so much damage that you have intestinal permeability. So intestinal permeability is also commonly called leaky gut. And both of them sound pretty nasty, don't they? (laughs) So um, intestinal permeability. So let's think about what those words mean for a second. Intestinal, meaning your intestines. Permeability means things can pass through from one side to another. So it's like a leak, right? So and gut, if you hear the term leaky gut, it's just referring to your intestines. Intestinal permeability or leaky gut is something that can take maybe even a couple of years to heal once you've decided to stay on track with avoiding foods that have caused that damage. Leaky gut is essentially, um, in a short definition, when microscopic pieces of food are leaking through the intestinal walls into the bloodstream and they're creating all this havoc in the hormones and your other bodily functions. And I'm going to explain how that happens. So intestinal permeability can be caused by lots of foods. Um, It might be caused by wheat, gluten, corn, soy, dairy, um, just to name a few, or eggs, whatever kind of food sensitivity you might have, it can cause this leaky gut or intestinal permeability. Mine was caused by wheat or gluten. And that's probably one of the most common ones up there with dairy. So I'm going to use this as an example to explain what's actually happening in the body. But remember that other foods can also cause this same destructive issue. So the digestive system is supposed to take wheat after we eat it and break down the protein into amino acids. And that, that's the form that the body begins to use it for other processes. And I want you to picture a brick wall. So the bricks in the wall represent amino acids. The wall itself is what you would think of as the protein. So I'm going to say that again so you, get a good, you can really picture it. Picture a brick wall. The brick wall is the protein and the individual bricks are amino acids. The digestive system is supposed to break down the mortar between all of the bricks so that each brick or each amino acid can be broken down into the bloodstream so that we have the energy to live and create muscle, to create proper hormone function, to think, to rest, and to do everything we need to do in life. When the body is sensitive to gluten or another food, it would be more like an earthquake happened and impacted that brick wall. The brick wall comes crumbling down. There are large, irregular chunks of wall that can't really be used for anything else. So what, if you're, what happens if your body can't use those random chunks of bricks? It means that the body is not breaking down the food that you eat. And in particular, it's not breaking down protein properly. What happens when the body doesn't break down protein properly? That means that you're not absorbing the protein properly and it's going to just spiral into affecting all kinds of other bodily processes that you need for healthy function. When the body can't absorb things 
in a normal way that it's supposed to, that's when inflammation occurs. So it also means that you're not getting fuel to your muscles, which is critical for getting through life, even if you're not playing a sport or even if you're not working out. When a person has leaky gut, here's another way to think of it. Think of those big chunks of bricks, those irregular ones that were impacted by the earthquake or by you eating food that you're sensitive to. Think of those big chunks of bricks forcing and jamming their way through the intestines, even though they have ragged edges, they're not broken down well enough to be absorbed properly, but they're, they gotta be shoved through there anyway. So as they chug along, irritating the intestinal wall more and more, they're wearing it down. There will become points where it, those intestin, the intestinal wall is going to start to break down to a point where those chunks leak through microscopic holes that have been torn in the intestines. And why, why is it torn? It's because of those big irregular chunks, as opposed to the properly broken down chunks that, the, that would fit through nicely and not cause, cause that kind of damage in the intestines. So those holes are there from previous chunks with the jagged edges poking holes as they move around and try to jam through your digestive system. And that's the permeability. So again, permeability means having holes where things can pass through. So those holes are there and the chunks of undigested food seep through. And when I say undigested food, it's not like a bite, not like bite size undigested food, but it's still very, very microscopic. But this is essentially what's happening. So those holes are there, the chunks of undigested food seep through the holes, seep through the holes because the intestinal wall is very, very thin. Um, I've heard, I've read more than once that the, the walls of the small intestine are only one cell thick. So imagine how super, super delicate that is. So, and, and on top of all of that, as those chunks of food begin to seep through and cause inflammation through all different parts of the body, this is only the very beginning of the chain of events that can happen at any point, and it will continue to spiral. So you can't feel this process happening, or if you do, if you actually do start to get physically sick, it's probably in the form of diarrhea after you eat, or maybe splotchy skin in some kind of way. Remember, by the time those things happen, the intestinal permeability has already been happening for weeks or months or maybe even years. And the longer it's been happening unaddressed, the, wor- the more and more damage is going to be done. So once here's one interesting sign. Remember I said a few episodes ago, we we're going to talk about poop. All right, we're going to talk about poop. So <laughs> one sign that um, you might have had leaky gut for a while is if you're consistently seeing skid marks in the toilet after you poop and you flush and you see skid marks, that's a sign that you're not digesting fats and proteins properly. And, you know, if you see it randomly and it's just once, it might just be have to do with the combination of food that you ate and the way it's chemically breaking down. But if you're seeing it all the time and you're feeling horrible, that's that's a red flag you should pay attention to. It's not something that you should just be like, oh, well, it's just my poop. Um, It's definitely something worth paying attention to and start thinking about the foods that you're eating and how they're affecting you and why it's making your poop look like that. 
I said this before, but we are definitely going to do a whole episode on just poop. (laughs) So I hope you're just as excited about that as I am. (laughs) All right. Going back to the whole brick concept. So the bricks seep through the intestinal wall. As those bricks move along outside the digestive system, they're creating all this inflammation and that can lead to countless autoimmune conditions. So this is down the line when it goes unaddressed. Some of this depends on your genetic makeup or what organs in your body have already been predisposed to having things happen or weakened due to other things happening in your life. It might be the thyroid or the liver or the brain or the nervous system, and the the list goes on and on. Why does this happen? The body is essentially in a heightened state of alert because it notices these foreign invaders, those irregular bricks. uh, It notices these foreign invaders, which are improperly digested food particles that have escaped through the intestinal wall into the bloodstream. And imagine every time one of those irregular chunk seeps through the leaky gut it's all imagine little alarms and red lights and flashing lights in the body like we have an invader we have an invader alert 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 it's time to become inflamed (laughs) so are you getting a picture of what's kind of happening there so inflammation like i said it can be caused from all different kinds of foods gluten dairy sugar and as it as you go longer and longer with it unaddressed, maybe you're having diarrhea, maybe you're having constipation, maybe you're having allergic reactions on your skin. If this is going on for months, years, decades, the closer and closer you're getting to some kind of autoimmune disease or maybe even cancer, those are essentially where most of these diseases begin. And autoimmune disease is actually the number one killer of people before their time. Um, And uh, here's an interesting fact. The New England Journal of Medicine cites 55 diseases that are associated with undiagnosed gluten sensitivity. And a few of those that they listed are osteoporosis, cancer, canker sores, autoimmunity, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, arthritis, mental health disorders, and a whole bunch of other things. So And that's not to say like all of those diseases are caused by gluten sensitivity. I'm not saying that. But if you have a gluten sensitivity and you ignore it for months, weeks, years, decades, your health is going to push in the direction of autoimmune diseases and cancers of different types. So it's definitely something to think about. I know when I was a kid and up until probably the past five years or so, I would always have canker sores in my mouth. If you've never had one, they're almost like little ulcers in your mouth. And we would always ask the dentist, what's up with this? And they would say, like, take L-lysine, which is an amino acid, or um, things like you hear people take crushed up Tums and put them on there. And there's not really, like, a cure for it. It's just, you know, as a kid, the dentist would just kind of be like, oh, it's just something that happens. But now I know it's not just something that happens. That is a symptom of a food sensitivity. And most people go through life just thinking like, well, that's just what happens. But if more people would take the time to realize, to troubleshoot and try to figure out what's causing that, it can really prevent a lot of things like leaky gut, which then in turn leads to things like autoimmune disease and cancers. So, and I don't want to sound like I'm fear-mongering at all, but it's, the awareness is just so important. 
almost all foods aside from gluten and most meats are either inflammatory or anti-inflammatory for most people. For example, peppers. Um, Some people might say they're not inflammatory, but they are nightshades. And nightshades are another thing that a lot of people have an inflammatory reaction to. And if you have an inflammatory reaction, which is oftentimes you don't feel it, but if you don't feel it and the body is still reacting, it will it can eventually lead to leaky gut. So a few other examples are of nightshades are tomatoes, potatoes, eggplants, peppers, paprika, goji berries, and tobacco. And also another form of inflammation is brain fog, which I'll do a whole episode on. Um, brain fog, arthritis, food cravings, and other types of inflammation um, might be as much might affect as many as 25 to 30 percent of all people. Um, they and they can also lead to things like leaky gut if they if symptoms go unaddressed. So I want to make one very important point that I am not on a crusade to convince people that gluten is bad. It's not that's not it at all. I just want to educate people on scientific facts plus my own personal experience and hopefully make you aware of the signs and symptoms before you let those things go on for too long. Because being proactive when there are tiny symptoms is absolutely a form of prevention for a myriad of other huge health issues. I know that most people's families are already affected by cancer or autoimmune disease in some type of way, and therefore paying attention to those types of things and inflammation is a huge step in the right direction for not having to go down that path of dealing with serious diseases yourself. And I learned all of this the hard way with some very, very terrifying moments of severe pain, cold sweats, passing out on the toilet, um, having diarrhea and throwing up at the same time. It sounds disgusting, but I want you to know how bad this can be. Uh, Passing out on the floor of my house all over the place, scary moments at work when I thought I was going to pass out in the bathroom, and the list goes on and on. So let me know on social media if I explained this in a way that made sense or if it resonated with you, or if you have deeper questions that I can address on another episode. If you'd like to set up a one-on-one health coaching appointment with me, you can do that right on my website on fitfizstudio.com, and there'll be a link in the show notes. Please leave a rating or review for the podcast. And until next time, pay attention to what your digestive system is telling you. And always celebrate victory. Celebrate victory.